Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 46. We're in a chronological walk through the Gospels, and we are just entering almost into Jesus' ministry, and he goes to the wilderness led by the Spirit to be tempted. And today, our title is, or my thought is, who gets tested, God or me? So yesterday, uh, we find that Jesus was led into this testing that certainly included hunger, and Satan basically says, hey, let's get a snack right now. Let's make life easy. Let's not go through the hard things. Let's not go through the things that require any faithfulness on our part. Let's ruin your example and your witness and your encouragement to all who follow you. And uh, we, we titled yesterday that hunger is in God's toolbox. The wilderness is in God's toolbox. The word is in God's toolbox. So today, here we go. This is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, It is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So Satan takes him, I don't know if that's figuratively or literally, but he takes him to the most spiritual place in the world. He takes takes him to the holy city, to the city of David, to Jerusalem, this very important city. And then he takes him to the most important place in that most important city, uh, certainly as far as God is concerned, even to this day, and that is to the temple, to the Temple Mount. Uh, The temple was intact at the time, and people say that from the corner that possibly they were at, the highest jump would have been 300 feet. So basically he's saying, hey, let's see if you can fly. Now, can Jesus fly? Um, has he de- does he defy gravity? Yeah, he, he has these things in his armamentarium. First of all, he ascended into heaven uh, after his death and resurrection. Um, but I was thinking of walking on water. Jesus defied the physical laws of the world. That's what miracles are. So he has stuff like this in his armamentarium. But the p- purpose of them was not to do a dog and pony show. The purpose of them was to have signs and wonders that point to him as the as the Messiah, the suffering servant. Uh, other things that they seemed to do, the miracles, we had, were, was compassion for the sick and the demon-possessed, and even the hungry, 4,000 one time and 5,000 another. So it's not a dog and pony show. Like when Jesus was, just before his crucifixion, they drag him in front of Herod, and Herod... When he saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at length, and but Jesus made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood, stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod and his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. And then they put this splendid robe on him. That's from Luke 23. So he... 
Herod even wants to see the dog and pony show. And what this is, is giving God an ultimatum. If you do this, then. It's an if-then thing that people do to God. And it's it's testing the Lord. If you pass this test, then I'll consider you. So maybe like, for example, if my child survives a war, then I'll believe in you. Or if uh, this person I know who is sick or a relative I know that is sick, if they don't, if they recover, then I'll follow you. And that's not what our spiritual life is about. It's more like when I am tested, I will walk with you. When I'm in a war, I will follow you. When I am sick or someone I know is sick, I will be faithful and I will be faithful with my mind and my thoughts about you. So one of the interesting things about all these encounters with the devil is he quotes scripture. So does scripture say that you should throw yourself off a building? Well, he's kind of proof texting it. So kind of, in a, in a sense, yes. Scripture does say that. Does the full counsel of scripture say that this is a way to live? And the answer to that is clearly no. So first of all, don't trust anything that Satan says or tempts you. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a murderer. He's And he's an unrepentant liar, deceiver, murderer. So the question I think today is, are we to be putting God to the test? Are we supposed to be testing his faithfulness? He's proven it over the millennia. He's got an A plus in faithfulness. He's got no more growth to do. He aced this test. Now, how about us? Our job is actually to be put to the test. Do we have some areas that we could grow in in our faithfulness? Yes, we're kind of at the D minus stage or something. I don't know what the what our grade would be, but it's not an A plus. Uh, the whole Old Testament is about the faithlessness of us and the faithfulness of him. So I think the teaching point for me was the job is to walk faithfully as I am tested walk faithfully as I go to the wilderness, walk faithfully as I go through hard times, walk faithfully as I am in circumstances, rather than testing the Lord in all those things. So who gets who gets tested in this story? God versus me. And who is the boss? God versus me. And who is creator? God versus me. And I think when we put the Lord to the test, we're saying, I'm creator, I'm the boss, I'm the, and, and I think that's in, inappropriate. I think the Lord is the one who has the prerogative to test us and has shown himself to be faithful. I thank you for listening. Let's not put the Lord to the test today. Let's be faithful as we are tested today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.